This is the Joy of Preparedness podcast, recorded November 2nd. Richard Ruge and Skip Geralds are talking with Eric Peterson of Mill Creek Safety. All segments of the interview are available at www.thejoyofpreparedness.com. And this is the Joy of Preparedness. My name is Richard Ruge, uh, Chairperson of Disaster Preparedness for Vulnerable Populations. <laughs> and I'm Skip Geralds. Good morning to everybody. And this morning we have Eric Peterson from Mill Creek Safety, and I'm delighted to get to know him. Would you like to say hello, Eric? Good morning. <laughs> He's a remarkable man, and um, he has a interest in fear-based messaging. That's not true. <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> but but he promotes it more than we do because we have the joy of preparedness. Well, I mean, I was thinking about it. Um, as we as I was preparing for this talk today, our program, um, and I realized as I was coming in um, that football teams want to just make the playoffs, and baseball teams just want to make the playoffs. So whether you're a wild card or whether you win your division, it doesn't matter. And so if if you enter disaster preparedness through fear, or if you enter it through the joy of knowing getting to know your neighbor and being safe has everything's fine do you have anything to say about that yeah um the worst way i think to learn to be prepared is to go through a traumatic event like if you went through a car accident or whatever it is and and you say afterwards so that's that that to me is not proactive but reactive and to to have an accident beforehand I mean, to to have your preparation beforehand, I think, is the key to that. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, I realized, uh, thinking about this, that I'm really talking about the joy of humanity. Yeah. The, the, why I'm involved in this is I want people to get to know each other and appreciate each other and care about one another and take care of one another. So uh, it's really the joy of humanity. Do you have any thoughts about this, Kip? Well, I do. I, I think the the situation for me is, um, with the fear-based in particular, is is that uh, it just it just doesn't last very long. It seems like it works in a short period of time, and that then it. I think the motivation that's generated from it, it um, wanes as quickly as the fear does. Mm-hmm. You know, the interest and the follow up and things like that, they, they they fall away quickly. And I, that's why I think if we can. Um, learn what we need to do to be more prepared to just simply take care of ourselves, to know each other, to know how to help each other. If that is just a learning process, then that will somehow or another linger longer Mm -hmm. uh, once something happens. I think the after-action reports certainly indicate we do help each other. You know, we we do take care of each other after things happen. Um, I think it's just if we can try to know better how to do that mm-hmm. is, is and, the answer. And knowledge is power. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So with knowledge, you can do more. Yeah. It, it's interesting when I talk with people, sometimes I talk with people who, who have PhDs and leading uh, state departments and things like that, and they tend to not be able to listen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's... So you you had me come because I'm the opposite end of that, right? Oh no! Well, thank you. No, but it's it's just that um, sometimes the most difficult people to reach uh, uh, with disaster preparedness is the the most more intelligent. Um, they have their 
they are resistant to consciousness, mm-hmm. raising their consciousness, because if they realize that, oh, if I have to take responsibility for disaster preparedness and all the people I serve, that's a lot. That's mm-hmm. a lot of money. That's a lot of time. That's a lot of staff that I just don't have. Yeah. So, so they sh- shut off. And I don't know if you run across that at all. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So that's why you had me come, because I'm on the other end of the spectrum. Yes. <laughs> Good. Oh, I just Good. like you. My wife likes you. She said how great you was oh. meeting you. So um, let's, let's, so let's talk about consciousness. And, and to me, you're one of the most conscious persons I know. You know a great deal about a great many things. So we want to cover those today. Um, do you want to say anything about the Rogers Creek Fault? Actually, you want to, you want to go back to uh, the introduction part? Like oh, you what, mean, I, what I do, because oh, oh. nobody. <laughs> do we have to? I know for a fact that I know, I know that your listener base. I know that there's at least three people listening. Uh, is there more than three people? I think my really? wife is listening to. Okay, there's four people. There's four. There's four. Anybody you know, Skip? Listening? Yes, at least two people that I know. Okay. So we we try to keep it below ten. Okay. Okay. Good. Perfect. That way, no one needs to be nervous <laughs> for right. us because it really, you know. Um, so anyway, so, so can I introduce myself? Or? Yeah, I guess you should. Okay, so what I do uh, for a living is I run a company called Mill Creek Safety Instruction, um, and I teach thirty-three different classes, and they're all related to health and safety or OSHA. Uh, safety kind of classes. So if you owned a business, um, you would need to take different classes. Like if you had a forklift in your business, if you don't have a forklift certificate on training, on using that forklift, um, it's quite a serious violation. And if an ocean inspector came to your company, it would be $7,500 is what the fine is uh, for not having the little certificates that I hand out at the end of my classes. So I do stuff like that. I try to keep people safe. Um, I'll go into a company, like I'll go into winery. I have several wineries that I teach. Uh, um, I, I teach their disaster preparedness team. So if I have a, any sort of disaster in the company, whether it's a heart attack or a fire or whatever, I'll teach this team um, to respond. And it might be like 10 people, and they'll they'll and we meet on a monthly basis and I prepare them for handling the disasters because, you know, you can think, okay, let's, we don't need to be prepared because we're going to get help. Well, there's a lot of falseism to that because help might not come. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We, we tell people there's 500,000 people in Sonoma County. A hundred thousand of us are disabled or Aged. Yeah. There's 1,500 first responders. They think. Yes. So yeah. what's the what's the number of that? <laughs> yes. It's not a good ratio. No, it's not a good ratio. <laughs> no. But you know, in a major disaster, any any sort of big. Now here, I'm, am I talking fair base? <laughs> yeah. Is that fair base? Go, yeah. Go. But I don't know. Wait a second. Let me check the meter. Yes. Yes. That's going into the okay. fair base. Okay. Let's any go. Any entrance works. <laughs> let's go. We're never going to have a disaster. All right. <laughs> okay. Earthquake thing. That's never going to happen. Come on. Um, um, so, 
you know, you, I teach, I, I have an island philosophy. I say that if a disaster happens, you're going to be in an island. We have four, we have three people in this studio right now. We're going to be taking care of each other. And our focus is not going to be anywhere else, but right here, taking care of each other initially, mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. if it's an earthquake or whatever it is, uh, fire or whatever. And so, um, you become an island, whoever you're with, um, you're taking care of because the outside, what is the fire department doing? And I've worked for fire departments for years and years um, in different capacities. And um, you're going to be trying, if you're in a fireman, the first thing you're going to be thinking on a major incident, you can't get your fire apparatus out on the street um, because the fire station has fallen on it. There's down power lines everywhere. And so you're probably going to be thinking, being human, you're going to be thinking, well, how far is my family away from here? Can I get to my wife and kids? Because that's who I need to re- you know, and that that happens often in, in major disasters. The mm-hmm. firefighters will leave. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not slamming firefighters. I'm saying that they're humans. Yeah, I think um, that um, in Sebastopol, which is a volunteer fire department, I mean, I know that the chief there says that he knows. He tells his guys, you take care of your family first, then you come here. Yes. Because I think part of it is because then they'll be able to pay attention mm-hmm. if they know that their family is safe. Yeah. Could you give a little bit more description of your background? I mean, why should we listen to you? Well, um, <laughs> aside from the fact that you you're should, here. <laughs> you shouldn't listen to me. You should not listen to me. Uh, so my background, um, I started in the 70s um, working as a firefighter. Um, I um, We had a horrific accident at one of the fires I was at. I, I worked for the, for the government for, as a firefighter for the, um, um, the Forest Service. Um, and an accident happened, and someone needed to go through EMT school. Went through EMT school, uh, went through rural paramedic school, uh, worked on the uh, Sonoma County helicopter. I was uh, uh, designated to work on there. The helicopter crashed. Um, it kind of aborted the program for a while. And so I've been working ambulance for the last uh, 34 years off and on. Thank you very um, much. And what else have I done? Hmm. That was... That was, and so mainly what I do now is I teach. I teach to people to try to get a level of preparedness so people are safer when accidents happen right. is my goal. Are we ready for the Rogers Creek Fault? Sure. Are we ready what, for it? Yeah, what, no, I, I, personally right now, you mean? Yeah, yeah the three of us here on our, on our island? Right. I've got a picture to show you this. Can you see this picture? Oh, yeah. Here. Here's, you look very nice today, too, by the way. <laughs> Thank you. Here, here is, um, is how much worse uh, than the Loma Prieta would be the Rogers Creek Fault. Uh, and this chart says, and this is done by USGS. It does this. So, you know, you got to look at every every bit of literature that you look at. You need to look at what's the source. So right. that's why you said, why should you listen to me? I don't <laughs> yeah. know. And, you know, my information comes from people that know more than me, right? Right. 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 Me, so, too. me too. So Rogers Creek Fault, they say, has 48 uh, times more force when it hits, as they're predicting, than the um, the earthquake that happened, the Loma Prieta earthquake that happened in 1978. So so the graph paper, which is on an 8.5 by 11 sheet, is for for the Rogers Creek, is three quarters of the graph paper is taken (laughs) up by the Loma Prieta. Um, And then four... 
four lines are taken up by the others. Yes. So it's a huge, huge difference yeah. graphically. Yeah. You can see that out there in the world. And, you know? and where exactly is the fault? Well, the 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 Rogers Creek fault. It actually it starts as the Healdsburg fault that starts in Healdsburg and goes all the way down to Petaluma. Uh, right past Petaluma, it turns into what's called the Rogers Creek fault because hmm. uh, I imagine it follows Roger Rogers Creek. <laughs> yes. Okay. That's why you don't have smart people on the show, right? <laughs> That's right. They didn't know all that. Um, and then it goes all the way down to the Bay Area as Rogers Creek fault. Um, so in like. We're in Sonoma County. Um, it goes through three hospitals, basically within a thousand feet of three hospitals. Um, so the Rogers Creek, they say when it goes, this is they meaning USGS, says it has more potential than any other earthquake fault uh, to do more damage than any other earthquake fault this side of the Mississippi. Mm-hmm. And so that's a pretty big statement, mm-hmm. you know. So, mm-hmm. you know, another picture I'm showing these guys. <laughs> Not that it's very impressive. Uh, you, you see all these lines; yeah. Yeah. those are earthquake faults. Yeah. Um, so we're riddled with the earthquake faults. Yes, we really are. And, and it their their philosophy is basically that all the fault lines in the area have moved except for the Rogers Creek, and so that's 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 built up pressure. And so when it goes, it's going to be a big deal. But so, so. Th- and, um, what happened in Napa, though? Sort of, I, I don't know. To me, makes all of that. It come to question in my mind because nobody even thought anything about that fault in Napa. Right. And then bingo, there it goes. Mm-hmm. So what do we really know? What can we really, how can we really rely on this? Or, or, or how, you know, to what level can we rely on this kind of information? I don't know. <laughs> okay, moving on. <laughs> you know, it's, they're using their strike what do they call strike slip zones mm-hmm. these these earthquake um, lines that move and they can look at soils from you know one side to the other side of the line and they can see how many miles they move like the like the um, um, you know the you can look at the soil on the um, uh, San Andreas fault and it connects with the soil down in L.A. area, mm-hmm. so it's mm-hmm. it's moved, you know, hundreds and hundreds of miles over thousands of years, right, right, right. Um, and so that's what they're saying. You know, when they move, they can see how long it's, and so the Rogers Creek Fault hasn't moved for um, over two hundred years, mm-hmm. and all the other ones have. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they're saying when it goes, it's going to be a big one. Right. Right. But to tie back into what Mill Creek Safety does and what you do, and, and what I've certainly been impressed by is just the fact that you're, you're talking with businesses about all different levels of being prepared and taking care right. of, I mean, essentially safety mm-hmm. and what it takes to do that. And it's not, I mean, how much do you spend a lot of time talking to people about earthquake No, stuff? nobody wants to know about that. <laughs> and, and, you know, right after Loma Prieta, I was teaching a lot on earthquakes. I was doing, I was working down in Marin County, which they're, you know, they like the whole fear thing anyway. Um, and so I was teaching a lot down there, but now I don't, I rarely do an earthquake class, an mm-hmm. earthquake preparation class. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, what's more important to me is the things that you're really going to get, like the statistics on getting an auto accident from, from your house to here is a lot more higher than, than an earthquake 